You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Look Ahead. That is my impersonation of Rob Stats Guerrero, who is playing hooky today, absent from this particular episode of TLA. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's blogging The Boys, where we cover the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to get to our fill-in co-host in just a moment. But before we do, a reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, Stats is out. Um, I don't want to say where he's vacationing, but he is on vacation, so he's not doing anything like terrible don't feel sorry for him uh, by any means but tweet at him at stats on fire and let him know how awesome this episode was uh this episode really collegiate in that it's uh kind of got some monday wednesday friday flair uh it's got a representative of monday football monday here with me uh the fantastic steven serta from arrowhead of pride who is on nfl university that you can hear on wednesdays here on the sp nation nfl show behind the glass so to speak and filling in for stats um you know, you can't really actually hear him on Fridays. I don't know why I said that, but today is Friday, nonetheless, uh, from SP Nation's BleedingGreenNation.com. My NFC East mixtape co-host, Brandon Lee Gotten. BLG, happy Friday. A little Friday football Friday. Ah, uh, throwback. Throwback for the long time. The, the ride or die, the day one listeners of the SB Nation NFL show. So exciting. Uh, RJ, I have some, I have a bone, I should say, to pick and with me or like with the world at large well just in general everything but oh. specifically in this so case, like society okay in this the case one rob stats career who isn't here i've had to wait and bide my time for this opportunity you know my back's hurting a lot recently for three different reasons one i'm old now two um i have just been carrying all the weight i mean i'm coming up with show ideas you know for the nfc's mixtape all the time for today's that's not exactly show. true i come up with them on the fly while we're talking and to then be, you know, number three what the heck is this garbage about stats ripping me for tweeting ota observations like this was terrible he took oh. a totally uncalled shot at me so at okay. Eagles practice tweeting out observations yeah. and he's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. What are you talking? Isn't stats the one who talks about like, you know, things are supposed to be fun and enjoyable and, and I'm not supposed to tweet the only NFL news there is in like June. It's totally garbage. So um, in case anyone didn't listen to the, you know, a previous episode of the look ahead, number one, shame on you. Um, number two, go back and do so. It's the summertime. So, you, you, you know, it's not like it's dated or anything. Um, stats is sort of issue not to speak for him, but I'm going to, isn't necessarily, I, I actually, it is like, it was a flagrant, you know, violation, what you tweeted in his eyes. Uh, but it's because your tweet kind of made like national news. You tweeted that, what was it like Jalen Hurts overthrew uh, Jalen Rager or something. It was, it was a really, it, 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 it cast a poor light on Jalen Hurts was the issue. And that's, that's what stats gets all huffed and puffed about. But, like, right after, I tweeted three good things about Taylor. <laughs> so it's just like it wasn't like I, I only focused in on that. Whatever. It's it's silly. Do practice, do OTA practice observations or tweets or whatever mean a lot in a vacuum? No. But, again, there's nothing else going on. And that it drew so much attention tells you that I feel like it is worth talking about. But, uh, yeah, so my back hurts mm. from being stabbed in the back. Brutally mm. betrayed by my co-host. Little bit. Wait, do we podcast. have an oddcast civil war breaking out here? I mean, I will not do the show for a while. Is how mm. I feel about it. <laughs> so, um, 
today, uh, today's topic here on the look ahead uh, that we've kind of thrown together, um, you know, with uh, with BLG and Stephen here, um, actually comes to us from a listener, Brandon. Uh, we say all the time that if if you subscribe to the Espionation NFL Show, which everybody should do, we're on their preferred podcast platform. You should leave a rating and you should write a review, preferably five star rating, and you can write whatever you want. We'll read whatever you write, and in this case, we not only read it but we were inspired by it. So the latest review comes to us from Jake in Memphis. We talk so much about like maybe not giving details about like where we're going to vacation. Jake doesn't care. Jake is, I'm in Memphis, like loud and proud. Everybody come get me. Uh, Five star rating. And it's titled Filling the Void. Here we go. Thanks everyone at SB Nation for doing their best to make this offseason as entertaining as possible. I appreciate and enjoy everyone's predictions about the upcoming season much more than irrelevant in parent or in quotes blg ota observation so i mean you're just catching strays here actually not even straight straight up uh that fit preconceived notions more than anything else here's a topic for you predict the 2023 draft order or at least the top 10 thanks again and all the best jacob memphis brandon also listed his top 10 things that he would like to see and then took a shot at me for having a little bit of biases in my list that was a previous episode of look ahead um the number one uh, thing that Jacob Memphis would like to see this season. Jalen Hurts either sinks or swims, no in-between or wide receiver injuries that would make it hard to evaluate. I think you want that too. Yeah, I think that's what everyone wants. Clarity. You don't want to be stuck in the middle there. Um, number nine is a really good one. It's the last year of Dan Snyder as an owner. Um, so I, I don't I see that one's silly to me. And this is kind of an NFC mixtape uh, uh, digression here. NFC but, East. You did, this, NFC, you did the thing that a lot of people do. <laughs> NFC East. It's a it's a mouthful. Um, yeah. Like I, I get why people think Dan Snyder's terrible, obviously. But as fans of uh, teams of the rivals, mm-hmm. you know his rival teams. No, I want him to be there forever. Like I I, I get what people are saying because he's a bad person probably and shouldn't be in there, but. Uh, I'd rather him stay around, honestly. Pour one out for our sweet prince, Dave Gettleman. We miss him every day. Um, Okay, so uh, let's do that, Brandon. Let's predict the top 10 of the 2023 NFL draft order. You have put together your top 10. I have put together my top 10. At the very end of this, Stephen is going to evaluate our respective lists and tell us who is cool and who is a fool. Um, A reminder, though, uh, before we actually begin the prediction, uh, that there are five picks that are currently owned by not the teams who they technically belong to. The Detroit Lions own the Seattle Seahawks pick. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Rams pick. I don't know why. I have the Seahawks in my notes. The Seattle Seahawks, though, do own the Denver Broncos pick. Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, the Miami Dolphins own the San Francisco 49ers pick. Shout out to stats. The Houston Texans own the Cleveland Browns pick. And your Philadelphia Eagles, Brandon, own the New Orleans Saints pick. Are you ready to begin? Yeah, let's start from 10 and work our way up to number one. Um, so again, we're saying these effectively are the bottom 10 standings of the NFL. Uh, at 10, because um, we are going in ascending order, I have the New York got a little bit better at football mm. in 2022 Giants. I think there will be improvement. Um, I think they won't be picking in the top five. Granted, you know, they only were because of the Bears, uh, to be technical. Um, but um, I think that, you know, they'll still be kind of bad. So I think 10th is kind of fair for the New York Giants. The Giants are definitely in a mode where as I've talked about on the mixtape, they had to tear things down even more. They're not ready to just like build on the foundation because they didn't really have a good one that was already here, um, which I think is a really good approach by them. I think a lot of coach and GMs will come in and be like, we're ready to win now. You know, we, we see good things here. And I think the Giants really weren't like that as much as they're like, nope, we need to continue to strip this down and we'll make some improvements like they did on the offensive line by adding John Feliciano and Mark Lewinsky. Um, but those are, you know, kind of like stopgap players. Uh, that kind of help the team evaluate Daniel Jones a little bit more now um, and and give them some more competency, but not at the expense of like, you know, handing out this ridiculous big money free agency contract to overpay and kind of misevaluate where their window is. So I think the Giants, the Giants are being honest with themselves, which is really good, but I mean, they got rid of James Bradbury. Like they made the team worse by doing that. Mm. I get why they did that because they made sense financially for the long term, um, but they took a step back in some ways And yeah, they're definitely going to be in this top 10. I think it's just a matter of where. Okay, so I assume you do not have the Giants that high um, relative to, again, how we're putting this together. So who do you have at number 10? I have another NFC's team. And it Uh, begins with a C-O. And it is not the Cowboys. Uh, Um, Wow. Breathe easy. It's the Commanders. And, you know, I think there's a lot of teams that you could kind of put in the mix for this on the cusp of the top 10. 
Um, maybe like the Steelers, the Vikings, even the Saints. Um, so mean to the Vikings, but whatever. Maybe the Browns, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play at all this season, like they're a huge, you know, wild card in all of this. But I have the Commanders here. They're only favored in three games this year, RJ, against the Jaguars in Week One and the Giants Carson, twice, who Carson Wentz famously lost to the end of last season. Uh, the Falcons. These are all home games, by the way, and the Giants once their their home game against mm-hmm. the Giants. They're only favored in three games. Schedule. Um, Clearly, not just the easiest thing for them. Like, what do you really feel great about on that roster? Carson Wentz, bad vibes. Terry McLaurin is holding out. He's like their only legitimate receiving threat unless Jahan Dotson emerges, which is DVD. So there's a lot of teams, I think, in this mix. I think Washington, if they're not 10, they're probably like 14, 13, somewhere around there. But I'll put them here at 10. See, um, they're in my top 10. This is kind of like... Like, the Giants are in your top 10, obviously. They're just not number 10. Um, I just have Washington much higher, lower, um, however you define that. Um, I, I think that they – look, I bag on Ron Rivera a lot on the mixtape, um, I think for fair reasons. But I do think he has gotten more out of this situation than a lot of other people would have for the, for the last two years. Um, but I, I think that, like, the end of that is just here. Like, I, I think you can only kind of hold on for so long. Like, that this – this football team, no pun intended, has kind of survived um, through the chaos of like, and this organization has been chaos for what twenty years now, um, longer than that. You know, if if you want to, you know, be technical. But I mean, if, if just consider the last twenty years, I mean, this this has been a, a particularly chaotic whirlwind um, that Ron Rivera has been head coach, and that's not even factoring in the pandemic, which you know adds you know takes things to an entirely different level, and his own personal you know situation and his own personal health battle. Um, but but I do think the football team has just again that's it's, it's I feel stupid saying that nowadays but um, I I think that they are due to kind of line up with the chaos of their organization I think it's just it, it has been too much for too long so I like I could see the bottom falling out this year for for the commanders and just it everything kind of completely totally falling apart leading to maybe like a coaching change um, you know kudos to Ron Rivera for lasting this long but I just I, I think they're much higher. Vibes are bad. The yeah. desperation quarterback search, Carson Wentz coming off the season he just did, all the Dan Snyder stuff, Ron Rivera kind of being on the hot seat probably to some extent, Terry McLaurin holding out. Again, like what, what they, do you They got Roger to? Goodell on the hot seat. Like, sure. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what where this organization is. What do you feel positive about? Like, what's the thing you point to with Washington and feel great about? They lost Scherf. Uh, Chase Young's coming back. Yeah, so that's Chase a big Young deal. is there. That's it. But, okay. I mean... Yeah, um, it's tough. I mean, like, I, it, yeah, it's tough. If only they had a, a really n- cool new word mark to feel excited about, then I could, um, yeah, throw a bone their way. Uh, That's number nine, thing. bad num- logos, bad every- name change, everything. Number nine for me, um, the Atlanta Falcons. You mentioned them uh, as the wow. Commanders being favored over them. I just don't see it. I mean, I could certainly see them being worse than this, but <laughs> I, I mean, this is it's so like. You know, because this is such an interesting exercise because I feel like every team we throw out, you're like, like we could both be like, they're going to be even worse than that. You know what I mean? Um, like, you could make a case for all these teams being in the top five, but the Falcons are going to be really bad. I do think, though, that they're this high because they will benefit from two games against the Panthers and maybe they'll split their games against the Saints um, and then stumble into a few along the way. I don't know what happens with Desmond Ritter. I don't know if, if they're interested in that. I mean, this it's not like they, they spent a, you know, a top you know, resource on him. I, I, it seems like they are somewhat committed to Marcus Mariota. And I think Mariota maybe like gets some, you know, like two cute wins, you know, like I I could see Marcus Mariota having a moment that like, not, not that it would be like a Hail Mary, but like Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, like that moment that was like talked about for like three weeks in the NFL. Like I could see Mariota having a moment like that. That is just like, you know, we remember across the whole season, but it's just largely going to be a forgettable campaign. Guess how many games the Falcons are favored in this year? One. Zero. <laughs> Shout out in, to Gina Kelly. They're favored in exactly zero games. The closest thing is being 0.5 underdogs to the Panthers in Atlanta. Really bad. I remember looking at the Falcons depth chart earlier this offseason and just how they had nothing at wide receiver. And they've made some moves since then. I believe they traded for Brian Edwards, right? They drafted Drake London in the top 10. And they have Olamide Zacchaeus. Um, so really exciting stuff. But I mean, like, what are we doing here? Like Mariota, uh, I think people were like, oh, he's intriguing because, you know, he kind of played decently in relief. 
of Derek Carr, but like really as your starter for the entire season. And even if Ritter comes in at some point, like, you know, I don't know about that either. Like, I just don't know what you feel. And speaking of bad vibes, I mean, how about the Falcons who basically kind of tried to sell their soul to get Deshaun Watson, didn't even land them. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like not, it's just not a great roster. Offensive line was an issue um, for them last year. I just, I don't really, I look at that roster and I'm not impressed by a lot. That's fair. Um, and I don't think enough gets made about this. And I don't mean to like, I, I, I was going to say, I don't mean to kick them when they're down, but I mean, they made their bed when it came to Deshaun Watson. But like, unlike the other teams, that non-Browns teams, I guess, that were interested in Deshaun Watson, like it didn't really cost anybody else anything. And I'm not saying like good for them, but like it literally cost them everything. Like they are the literal Avengers meme. Like, you know, I did it at what cost? Everything. Like they lost... They, Again, I, I said this all the time here on the look ahead, but like Matt Ryan saved them. Like he, he didn't, he wasn't just like a franchise quarterback who saved them. Like as far as being productive, he saved them in the wake of of Michael Vick. I mean, like like that was a really tumultuous time for that organization, and he came in and completely stabilized them and, and was a fantastic. I think he's the best player in Falcons history, and so like it cost them that. Like that is, it's always hard when your franchise greats leave your team. It's always bitter. You always feel like they should have hung around for a little bit longer. Um, but this one is is like. It will always hurt, I think, for Falcons fans to remember the way the breakup with this particular player happened. I mean, for as not great as I think both of us think Matt Ryan is, fine. I mean, Mar- Mariota's obviously a downgrade. So, like, you know, they've got worse. I don't know how they got better in anyone's eyes. Number nine for you. Number nine for me, the Detroit Lions, who I was tempted to place out of the top ten. I think there's a scenario where that happens. They're my the, eight, just to be, you know, so we don't have to double over. So we're close. Right. Yeah. I do think they're, it's funny because they've almost come a little maybe overrated from the standpoint of like everyone seems to be high on the Lions. And I don't think people necessarily think they're making the playoffs or anything. I still think they have a long way to go, especially at quarterback. But I like what they did this offseason. I think they're making positive strides. I believe in Dan Campbell. He gives that team an edge. We saw that in year one. They overachieved, and I think it's possible that he can get more out of less with this team. Um, you know, there's a ceiling when Jared Goff is your quarterback, but uh, shout out to our good friend Jeremy Reisman here from uh, Pride of Detroit who tweeted something yesterday that kind of made me wonder. And I think this stuff can be a little overrated, but he talked about how this is kind of Jared Goff's first normal offseason. You look at 2018, that was coming off the Super Bowl loss, shortened offseason. 2019, he had the foot surgery. 2020, COVID. And then 2021, he was traded, and he also was having uh, a broken thumb. So this will be like, you know, normal kind of offseason for him. Maybe that helps a little bit. I don't think, it again, it, it vaults the Lions to being great all of a sudden. But I th- do think, you know, Jared Goff's a win with player. And they're not going to, you know, be elevated because of him, but they can win some games and get by. And I think how they played down the stretch last year, kind of an overrated talking point, but like talking about teams like learning how to win, knowing how to win. I think they developed some of that, and I think that could carry over to this year. So whereas a lot of these teams are bad vibes, Lions good vibes. That's such an interesting point, uh, Jeremy's tweet. And I was thinking about it when you're saying it. If you like go all the way before that, like his whole NFL career. Um, 2016, obviously, you know, he was drafted, but you know, so he's a rookie and not only a rookie, but his team moved like that, that was literally the first season in LA, um, after St. Louis. Um, and that was the very, very infamous, um, the sun rises in the East, you know, moment on hard knocks that took the whole world by storm. Um, and then 2017, he had a new head coach, uh, granted it was Sean McFay's. I mean, so like it worked out, but still like, that's a new thing. I mean, so this is his first off season without any chaos, uh, with uh, the same head coach, same team, blah, blah, blah. I also saw Jeremy tweeted that the Lions got, I think, a ping pong table um, mm. in their locker room and that Jared Goff said he beat everybody. So um, I agree, good vibes, but I also agree with what you didn't say. I'm just going to assume you said it. That it's kind of annoying how many people are in on the Lions. Like, I, I think that the like general take is, like the, the general football Twitter take is, I'm higher on the Lions than most. Like that's right. that's the take. Like the Lions are, um, we talked about this on an episode of the NFC's mixtape that will be out next week. Um, the Lions are F1. That's what they are. Like they're, they're the team version of F1. Like people are, oh man, this is so cool. The Lions, wow, ooh, Dan Cable, ooh, Newcastle. Like it's just, you know, I, I'm I'm a little tired of it all. Like and, and that bothers me because I I kind of like the story. I'm with you, good vibes, but like. I'll check out on this just because I'll let everybody else have some. And then if there's a little bit left over, I don't mind circling back at the very end. Um, so, okay. I have the Lions at eight. As mentioned, who do you have at eight then? 
Lions maybe being so underrated that they're overrated. Shout out to Bill Simmons and his Celtics that just lost in the NBA Finals. Mm. Uh, really love to see it. Uh, it's a little pun for you, RJ, if you didn't catch that. I have the New York football giants at number eight. Um, so you had them what? You had I have them 10. 10. Okay. So just a little bit behind in terms of what they're going to win this year. I think they're slightly better <laughs> than they've been just because think about how incompetent Joe Judge was and how incompetent Dave Gettleman was. You add Joe Shane, you add Brian Dable. The offensive line is better than it's been in a long time. It's still not great, but it, there's some level of competence now with that offensive line. And it's tough because I think they're clearly the fourth team in the division. Maybe you can push for third, but I think they're fourth. And they have enough to be a little bit better, but ultimately, as I talked about, they kind of took a step back, and I just think their ceiling is not very high. They're probably maxing out at, what, like six wins? Yeah, I mean, and, and some of that is just like the like the, the Giants commander stuff is like, where do those wins fall? You know what I mean? Like, that's two right. wins. You know, do they split them? Do they go both one direction? Um, I've, Harry Styles. Right. Uh, oh, wow. Well, there's a lot of bad blood there. Uh, mm. but also, shout out Harry Styles, because um, that's a Taylor Swift song. But, um, you know, these days, like One Direction, you know, we're t- right, right now we're talking about um, what's the big Harry Styles song right now? Um, is it music in a in a China food store? What's it called? Um, yeah. I know Steven will know the name, but I don't know the name off the top of my head. Um, I'll look it up right now. But uh, so you and I have both um, applauded or rather lauded the Brian Dable hire. We've said, like, good for them. They've got an adult in the room, Wink Martindale, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have said that it's possible. I've said it somewhat in jest uh, on the mixtape that the Giants could be really good if Daniel Jones mm. takes a Josh Allen-like step. That, and so that they goes can without win the division. That, 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 like, it goes without saying that, like, if any quarterback plays at a franchise level, like the team could be really good, right? Like that's the obvious thing. Um, but this actually, this uh, there was a tweet this morning uh, from PFF Sam Monson. Uh, the tweet just literally reads, if Josh Allen never happened, Brian Dable's resume looks very different. And I think it's pretty unclear who or what was primarily responsible for Allen's development. This is a downer of a tweet, but just struck me today looking through his career. And that's true. I mean, obviously that's true. Um, thank you, Stephen. The, the song is called Music for a Sushi Restaurant. I was super close. Um, What's your favorite kind of sushi for you? Uh, well, I'm not the biggest sushi guy. Um, uh, kinda, well, I'm kind of taking a foray into the sushi realm. I've had some better ones recently, but I'm not like an expert at all. I can't really speak on it. Um, you just like a rolls or you like going like sashimi? Like you've gone the rolls pool? are better. I've had some sashimi and it was just fine. I wasn't really didn't feel strongly okay. either way about it. But I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Is Daniel Jones the worst quarterback who has the highest upside this year? Yes. Um, although I think some people would say Carson Wentz because, like, ooh, what if he plays like 2017 Wentz? Like, I mean, that's dumb. But like, as far as like, Dan- like Daniel Jones is still a puppy. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's just an he's an older puppy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, some of the puppies are like two months old. He's like a six month old puppy, still technically a puppy, still could be your lifelong pal. I will say a lot of excuses get made for quarterbacks, and oh, they need a new this, new that. But I mean, again, you're talking about like just such incompetence with Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman and the Giants ownership that and their offensive line that yes I do I do think it's a little bit interesting to see what he could do with some level of competency around him who is in a worse situation to start their career Jared Goff again moving and Jeff Fisher or Daniel Jones Daniel Jones Okay. I mean, for as much as I don't like McVeigh, he's better than what. <laughs> right. um, okay. Oh, I just went at the very beginning, like just the first year. Okay. Um, but even okay. Jeff Fisher, I would probably take over Joe Judge. Right. Um, well, and I guess technically Daniel Jones' first year wasn't even Joe Judge. Um, so, um, okay, we are kind of taking long, so let's um, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. Like, uh, you know, uh, can you uh, can you do a Pete Sweeney and give me a horse gallop sound? Like. No, it's only on Monday. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're at number seven. Shout out Monica Geller. Um, I have the Houston Texans with their mm. pick. Um, I think they'll be somewhat cute and somewhat, you know, in the mix. But, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, although, obviously, like you could say it's about every team. But if Davis Mills, like, is not terrible, like, that changes the game a little bit. Texans are another team favorite in zero games this season. So, Woo. not great for them. But, yeah, I think they're being a little bit slept on. I think the Texans have gotten a reputation of because going into last year everyone like oh they were going to be the worst team in the nfl by far and you like to bring up how 
um, you know, it was more embarrassing to lose for whatever Philip or uh, Justin Herbert to lose to the Texans and whatever. I mean, the Texans who uh, I like to correctly bring that up. Yes, objectively, because I'm one of the only people who's not like swooning for Justin Herbert. Thank you. I mean, the Texans who what beat the Jags twice, right? Somehow the Texans are more embarrassing than the Jags, even though they beat them twice. Um, yeah, I think the Texans are being slept on a little bit. Uh, again, don't love their roster, but I think Davis Mills gives you a ceiling. I'm looking elsewhere. I mean, they still have Brandon Cooks. Um, I like the John Metzi draft pick. Uh, oh, dude. He can be healthy. Can I tell you one thing really quickly about that? Do you know what number he's wearing? Uh, no. Or 88. Yes. And yeah, I number. like Hall of Famer. Like he, he's a Hall of, it's a great number, but he's a Hall of Famer because he lives in a world where he could have chosen like one or like 10 or something stupid. Or but three. no, he went, he or went, yeah. Mechie three. But he went with 88, like respect. I mean, like I am all the way in on John Mechie. I mean, just for that alone. So continue. They also drafted Kenyon Green. So offensive line, I think they might have enough for Davis Mills to work with there. Defense is looking a little rough, honestly. I'm looking at their defensive depth <laughs> chart, but whatever. I think the offense will be good enough for them to be a little bit better than they were last year. You have who at number seven? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. So staying in the AFC South. Dougie P is going to give this team a boost. I don't think it's going to be major because they still need a lot of work. But again, Doug Peterson is like a real NFL head coach, a Super Bowl winning head coach, but also like a real head coach. Unlike Urban Meyer, who is very much not. He gives that team credibility. I don't really love what the Jags did in the offseason. I mean, who did? Just giving out a ton of money to players who aren't even really that great and overpaying Christian Kirk, which kind of set off a really crazy effect in the NFL. So, again, the ceiling is capped for them. But I do think, and this, here, really bold take here, the Jags will not be the number one pick for the third year in a row. It would be cool if they were. Um, this is the one where we like kind of disagree, maybe where we disagree the most. I do not have the Jaguars in my top 10. Um, I think there's really? that, I think there's that big of a boost, dude. And again, like, I think it's circumstantial based on the environment. Again, they play in the AFC South. So like, we kind of expect the Titans to take a, a dip, right? You know, so maybe they win one of those games. They could certainly sweep the Texans, right? Like, you know, that could go their way. I don't believe in the Colts, and they beat them. They beat them with a better quarterback than, than the Colts currently have last year in in beating Carson Wentz. That's right, Carson Wentz better than Matt Ryan. People, um, they play the NFC East. I mean, like, could they not beat the Commanders and the Giants? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's it's very very possible that the Jaguars they have a, a last play schedule too. So they play the Jets. They play the Broncos. Broncos could do this right. I mean, like, you know, it it could. I could see them stumbling into like the 11th pick. Again, this is the top yeah. 10. So um, I, I don't have them in my top 10. So shout out to the Jaguars. I believe in you. Uh, Brandon doesn't though. Uh, number six. Are we ready? Yeah, I had the Texans at six. I already talked about them. Okay. So who do you have? I have, and I certainly could make an argument for them being higher, but they do play in a trash division. And so that's like the theme for my orders, obviously, depending where those games fall. Uh, I have the Carolina Panthers. So like if, wow. if they, well, yeah, I mean like I it, them. Who, well, who, who is like, who's going to win the games between the Panthers and the Falcons? Who's going to win the games between the Panthers and the Saints? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I probably, but I mean, still, I mean, it's such a fascinatingly bad division and a fascinatingly bad set of three teams that no wonder Tom Brady came out of retirement. Um, so I, I do not believe in them. Like I have no optimistic thing to say about them, but they, you know, I'd have them outside the top five, mostly because like I said, they have not really suffered any repercussions for being as highly interested in Deshaun Watson. And they actually, I think should suffer the worst repercussions because they were interested before anybody else and very publicly interested before anybody else. Um, everything they have done has blown up in their face every like everything like they have done nothing correctly um in the really in the david tepper era is that fair to say i mean they've even kind of like, they kind of like botched the the cam thing like when you say goodbye to a franchise legend like i talked about it's painful don't bring him back like you know like the only team that can pull that off is manchester united because cristiano ronaldo has returned and life is great again but i mean you cannot bring cam back and like to toy around like that just ruins it like that, that that like ruins the legacy it ruins the goodbye jason witten really like clouded his goodbye for me when he came back um so yeah you know i think they will botch ending up a top five team imagine being a panthers fan and just being like well our best hope is that sam darnold somehow plays better year two is going to make a huge difference with ben mcadoo it's a new system uh i just like again we talk about it all the time what are you hanging your hat on here like brian burns he's a really nice player but I mean, rest of the roster. And they have some they have some defensive talent. Like Dante Jackson's a solid corner. Jeremy Kinn, Shin, good safety. Um, they also have J.C. Horn, who will be healthy. 
um, Shaq Thompson. Like they have some defensive talent, which maybe kind of raises their ceiling here and, and maybe we'll get them to this pick here and maybe we'll keep them out of where I have them. I'm lower on them. And I actually like a Matt Corral in terms of his potential, but I mean, you're one Matt Corral. I'm not really feeling too hot about. So uh, really just a bad, bad vibes team with the uh, Matt Rule being on the hot seat and Darnold stinking so bad. The Panthers are favored in just two games and their home games against the Falcons and the Lions and the Lions one is only by 0.5 right now. So barely. Um, yeah. Um, I think the Panthers are going the Jaguars route in the near future. Like total franchise reset, uh, new uniforms. Like that's we're gonna get some new futuristic looking Panthers uniforms in 2023. Watch out for I mean, that. Panthers and Cardinals are the next two to try that move. Matt Rule is like, would you say he's the strongest yeah. contender to be fired? Like, yeah, but but I said that last like year about Zach Taylor, and I mean that didn't that didn't age well. well. Speaking of things that didn't age well, your take that Matt Rule was a better coach, uh, coaching higher than Mike McCarthy, one of your one of your worst moves. That's okay. I we, do we think can... he would be better as a, just a head coach and not a GM. I did not buy into the. I don't like the GM part of it, and I think that's it, been a big undoing. Has there been any like like worse delivery on what was the verbiage again? Like the JT uh, line. No, well that too. But uh, the we want to hire a rock star offensive yes. coordinator, and then ending <laughs> up with Ben McAdoo. Like what? What has like been a lower return? on investment value in life like after that even just the candidates i remember for that job that were kept coming up none of them would even fit that bill you know, you right. know just names that were being floated didn't even have to be like serious people who wanted the job yeah missed the mark another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, at number, so you had the Texans at six. So at number mm -hmm. five, I had the Washington commanders. We already talked about wow. them. So we're now in top five territory. Um, I already mentioned, like I said, I think the bottom comes out a little bit more this week, by the way, a little bit of breaking news relative to the commanders. Um, as we are uh, recording here, BLG, just like Mike McCarthy, Ron Rivera fined a hundred thousand dollars in the commanders docked an OTA in 2023 for having what the NFL deemed was too physical of a practice. So um sucks to suck but uh who do you have at number five i mean uh stats must be happy about those things uh i have the j e t s jets 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 at number five i, I have them at four so keep going yeah i mean jets did some good things this offseason but it all comes down to zach wilson who was terrible as a rookie and not just terrible like okay all the rookie quarterbacks were kind of bad but I don't really know whenever he had a performance that was like, okay, that was an encouraging one. Like, I, I don't know what you point to. He kind of played decently against the Eagles for like a first half. But I mean, outside of that, I, I just don't really know what you're feeling great about. 69.7 passer rating as a rookie with a nine touchdowns to 11 interceptions. The Jets are favored in just three games uh, versus the Bears versus the Lions and then at the Seahawks. Uh, again, Joe Douglas, he did some good things. Jets getting a lot of praise for their first round. You had Sauce Gardner. You had Jermaine Johnson in there. Um, you, they added more offensive line help. That's great. But, I mean, do you believe in Zach Wilson at all? No, no. Uh, On a scale 1 to 10, 10 being the biggest belief in him, where are you? Two. Yeah, appropriately For his jersey number. Um, so the great Dave Damashek, uh, I remember, was the first person I ever heard put it this way. Um, talking about Mike Glennon back when the Buccaneers were like trying to convince themselves that Mike Glennon was was a friend. He was like, if you just looked at all of the franchise quarterbacks, doesn't Mike Glennon like the like look like one the least? Like you know what I mean? Like you you look at like 
you know, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, like Patrick, they all just like have the look and feel Josh Allen. Like they're these like statues built to the quarterback position. Mike Lennon never looked like that. Does Zach Wilson look like that to you? Like, like, no, he doesn't look like that at all. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get those vibes. Like, I don't, I don't know what I see when I see Zach Wilson, but it's not a franchise quarterback. If you just go off of, you know, you're familiar with mock drafts, right? Like the spider drafts and everything. Um, if you look at his athletic comparisons, you know, take this for what it's worth. It doesn't mean everything, but his top comparisons are CJ Beathard, Ugh. Matt Corral, Danny ah. Etling, Colt McCoy, Kurt Benkert, and uh, some a bunch of other guys that you don't even know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that's one part of the puzzle. But to your point about him not, like, having the you know, profile, right. um, the, the being a, the prototype, yeah, you're just not seeing that. Um, not that this, like, is indicative of anything, but so he started 13 games last year. Do you know how many times he completed more than 20 passes in a game? So no. more than 20. So not, not 20. It has to be at least 21. 13 starts. Uh, two. Wow, it is two. Can you name the teams? The Eagles. That is actually one. <laughs> yep. He did have a good first half against them, but then he went cold in the second half. And then I don't even know who the Jets played last year. It was one Dolphins. of their more impressive wins. Oh, the Bengals. No, no he didn't play in that game. So it was Mike, Mike White. White, baby. Yep. Um, I don't know. The Tennessee Titans. Um, Again, like you said, like, I can't think of like, you know, a great moment, you know, whatever. Like, this is a dumb way to like play that game. But when I think about it, I think about like, what was a moment that Scott Hansen jumped to that game on NFL Red Zone to show me? I can I, the only Zach Wilson things I can think of are like big runs. Yes, I was going to say the same that, thing. Those are the yes. only things I can, and I know that like that that's done through like the lens of like fantasy, uh, but still like I mean that is somewhat indicative of like statistical success. And so um, that's it. Like it's I couldn't remember that you know Scott Hansen being like Zach Wilson ripping off a forty-seven yard run like that. Okay, cool. Like what's he like as a passer? Um, okay, risky. so um, I had the Jets fourth. So who did you have for? I have I have to pull it up because I pulled it away. Bad job by me. I have the Falcons fourth. I mean, wow. I just, again, favorite in zero game. Like, what? What do you feel good about this team? The Calvin the Ridley red thing. That's it. Isn't okay. Sure, Calvin Ridley thing is another bad vibe. Kyle Pitts, thing. dude. I mean, like, like Kyle Pitts could have like a season Great. that's like amazing and carry them. Like, that's no. it. I mean, Kyle Pitts. No. <laughs> I mean, that's it though. Uh, I'm with you. Is Arthur Smith's job on the line, you think? Should be. Like, what did he do last year? Again, not saying, like, he should have led the Falcons to the playoffs with that roster or anything. But what did he do to be like, okay, he maximized that or that was an encouraging thing? What could you really point to last year? Nothing. And I do think he would be somewhat of a victim, although I don't know what his um, role in the matter was, but of the team's... In involvement in the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, right? Like, couldn't, couldn't you see, like, the spring of 2023, them just wiping the slate clean, right? Because, like, the, they they haven't had the time to wipe the slate clean from their involvement there. Like, the Matt Ryan, that happened so fast, the Matt Ryan thing. It was like, as soon as Deshaun, you know, signed in Cleveland, it was like, well, Matt Ryan wants out, boom, he's going to Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is, that's why I could totally, I, I, the, the one I, I feel the most wrong about might be the Falcons because you can kind of see them being this team running on fumes this season. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of chasing their tail from, from a season that started off on a left foot. Um, so I could see them being like, we just need a whole reset in 2023. So if Arthur Smith was involved in the Deshaun Watson pursuit, if it was his idea, then like, yeah, he's not a victim. But I could see him being part of the idea that we have to move on and purge completely. Same. I mean, maybe they get the number one overall pick, and then they'll pair a new quarterback, new uh, head coach. I guess the GM would stay. Um, but I think um, back to the review um, from Jake in Memphis. Um, by the way, Clay Thompson, speaking of the NBA Finals, bodied the Grizzlies in his postgame press conference notes. Um, so hopefully Jake is not a Grizzlies fan because he would be feeling pretty sad right now. But uh, the number one thing that Jake most wanted to see, Brandon, was Jalen Hurts like either like sink or swim, but like uncontended or uncontended uncontentious in whatever like fully defined whether he sank or swim i i think that a very 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 treacherous thing here that could happen for the falcons 
especially they do wind up with, say, the number one or number two overall pick, is if Desmond Ritter comes in for, like, I don't know, the last five, six games of the season and plays moderately well. That's the worst thing that can happen to you as a franchise because then you have the entire offseason where you're like, well, I don't know, man. Ritter played really good. Like, should we should we spin the pick or should we, you know, should we draft it to help him? You have the, the kind of the Jalen Hurts conundrum of this past draft when the Eagles had the two picks, obviously. So um, I think if you're the Falcons, you just let Mariota sink or swim. Be Jake in Memphis. Uh, I'm not really too worried about Ritter having success, but we'll see. Um, okay, so uh, the top three. Uh, give us a sound effect for the top three, Brandon. Actually, that was like the tune I was thinking in my head, uh, but I thought of it in a more high-pitched way. So That sounds too uh, celebratory. Maybe... Oh, nice. A little trombone action. Um, okay, so at number three, I have the Detroit Lions. By way of the Seattle Seahawks. I wow. do not believe in Drew Locke. I do not believe in Pete Carroll anymore. Wait, Pete Carroll. Wait, wait, wait. The, the, the Lions don't have the Seahawks pick. You did I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the, I'm sorry. I messed up here. The Seahawks themselves. Just the I Seahawks. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, my first show notes threw everything out of whack, but the Seahawks are uh, my pick. Sorry, Lions fans. Um, the Seahawks are terrible. Pete Carroll might be. I don't know if I've ever believed in a Super Bowl winning coach less than I believe in Pete Carroll <laughs> right now. I don't think it's just you. I think I don't know of anyone other than no. Mike but like, McCarthy. there have been times where Super Bowl winning head coaches have been really bad, right? Like, in Mike I think some people would say like Mike McCarthy's really bad right now. But like, I still believe in Mike McCarthy more right now than I believe in Pete Carroll right now. And so I just there's nothing redeemable. Like you, like we, we can sit here. Like you played the game about like what do the Falcons have that's good? What do the what do the Seahawks have? Like what, what DK Metcalf? Like I guess like you know like. Cool. I mean, who kind of doesn't want to be there? Tyler Lockett. Cool. I mean, you know, like Drew Locke is just like an older version of Zach Wilson, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, it's it. They have nothing going on that I like. Sometimes in the NFL, and this has happened to the Eagles in the past, which makes me think of it. There are seasons that just feel like an extension of the previous season. Like it's mm. one big season blended together, and I feel like that's what this is for the Seahawks in terms the of crossover season. Yeah, you know, Russ is gone, but like, you know, a lot of the things are probably going to be the same in terms of frustration and like, why? And why is Pete Carroll here? Like, that, that's been raised on the SB Nation NFL show and really everywhere. But like, why is he still here? Like, what, what is he here for? Who is he here for? Like, what, like, what is the point of him being at this stage? I do think, you know, if we're ranking head coaches, he's not a bottom 10 head coach, right? He's better than that, at least just based on accomplishment. So, you know, maybe he gets more out of this roster than some other coaches would, and they're going to run the ball. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about Geno Smith or Drew Locke being your starting quarterback. And even if they get Baker Mayfield, like, what does that really do? Does that maybe up the win total, like, one or two games? But, like, okay. So, let me – the Seahawks favored in four games, actually, believe it or not. So, uh, this is why I do not have them number one. I actually have them number two, spoiler alert. They're favored against the Falcons the Giants, the Panthers, and the Jets. So they do get to play some pretty bad teams, and those are all at home. So maybe they, you know, they find a way to run the ball and pick up some wins against some other bad teams here. But they have the worst offensive line in the NFL by PFF's rankings. And you know they drafted Charles Cross. He's a rookie, and you don't know that that's going to be a sure thing at all. So I don't feel really good about their projection at all. The, again, the reason I didn't have them higher – uh, in the draft order is because I guess they do have some winnable games in theory on their schedule. Um, I don't see it. I'm, I mean, I really don't see it at all. Um, you know, thinking back, I can't believe they lost to Washington on Monday Night Football last year. Like, that was so stupid and sad and embarrassing. But do you remember, um, I think it was when they played the Saints on, on Monday Night Football and Geno first came in. It might have been, did they play the Steelers on Sunday Night Football? I feel like they played the Steelers on Sunday Night Football last year. I'm looking. They did. Um, And that was, I think it was that game that Gino came in. And remember, like, you know, we all remember, like, the pulse of football Twitter. I already took a shot with the F1 thing earlier. But there was this moment of, like, oh, my gosh, Gino's about to lead this comeback. And then literally through this horrible interception. Like, literally, like, right away. Like, there are players who we, like, want to talk ourselves into. Who, who, like, it would be cool if it happened. It's just, it will not happen here with Gino Smith. We can accept it. We don't have to, you know, feel bad about it. It just is what it is. I mean, if you had to watch the Seahawks play the, I don't know, we'll say the... The Cardinals. Would you rather watch Seahawks Cardinals or like the new episode of Stranger Things? If you had the time, well, Stranger Things is really good. That's not fair. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I would say if if maybe this is a separate podcast idea, but like the most unbelievable things of entering the 2022 season, mm-hmm. like uh, Lovey Smith being a head coach, <laughs> Gino Smith really, or Drew Locke being a starting quarterback. Like imagine if you said this, especially just because those guys used to be, you know, in these high profile positions years ago. Like what if you said at the time, what like a year or so after they were removed from being a starting quarterback or head coach at that time that they were going to reprise these roles like years down the road you'd be like no no way that's not going to happen it's crazy um i agree sorry real quick uh the NBA to me, I don't know how you feel about this, is the ultimate like how is that still how is that player still in the league and right. playing league? Uh I also so. think it in the same way, the NBA, like we're we're getting older. So like now we're at a point where like the sons of players who we watched and rooted for, maybe even covered, are now in the NFL, right? Like that, you know, is always interesting when it happens. The Gary Payton thing shook me a little bit. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like the the whole story shook me a little bit. Cause I the, I mean, I I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. And so like I, I, you know, hated the heat and everything. And like, I've, I've never really liked the heat. And so like the Gary Payton thing really, really shook me. Um, that's where I identify Gary Payton, but like, that's obviously why, but like, that was really weird. Like it's, it's very strange. Um, I'm really sad that Frank Gore couldn't keep playing until his son can make it to the NFL. I was, I was really rooting for that to happen. It is one of the cooler things. Like, well, you'll get the LeBron thing. Don't worry. Like that will be. That's everywhere. different. And also not as good. <laughs> uh that will be oh who's your goat who's the modern day goat is it lebron or steph lebron has ble on energy it's it's just so true come on he should have done more steph i like a lot he's just steph is just so and i'm not even necessarily like you know warrior i'm not a warriors fan right i don't hate them i'm not a fan by any means and i'm not even i wouldn't say i'm a steph fan but like he's just so undeniably good i feel like that's the case and with lebron obviously he's really talented but he left so much on the table and right. also, like, I feel like this needs to be included in the evaluation. He's probably like, I feel like he's one of the worst DMs in NBA history. He's I terrible. I agree. I also, I, w- I don't know if I would include this in the evaluation, but there's just something cooler to the fact that Steph has like done it all with Golden State. Like that just, yes. it, it feels cooler. Um, so also didn't win a Mickey Mouse title in the bubble. Like that's, that was BS. That's... Agreed. Um, by the way, back to your C's joke, every team that Steph has defeated in the finals started with a C. Wow. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, cause you were, um, you were saying like he left a lot there. You know, a lot of people say like, Oh, they left a lot of meat on the bone. An expression I heard for that this week. Um, shout out to the fried egg, um, and the shotgun start podcast. They left a lot of pizza in the box. Mm. I like that. I want to start using that a lot of pizza in the box. Never a problem uh, with me. Anyway. Um, so I had the Seahawks three, you have the Seahawks one. So who do you have? Number three. I have the bears. Oh, the Chicago I, bears. That's who I have. Number one. Yeah. I mean, they are favored in just two games this year against the Texans, against the Lions. I went through their schedule. Three or four wins max is where I see that team getting. I mean, Justin Fields was really bad as a rookie. And it's not all on him, but he's part of the problem. And the Bears have... But he homered. He homered at Wrigley. Oh, great. The Bears have uh, PFF's 31st ranked offensive line. And Thank there's you, Bear. Speaking of Bears, I mean, that's why he, he wanted to weigh in here, right? I mean, he's jumping in to defend his team. Uh, the, what do the Bears have at receiver, RJ? Uh, Darnell Mooney, okay, people like him, right? Then Equinemius St. Brown, who was a cast-off from Green Bay, and Byron Pringle. Those are the Bears' top three receivers on their depth chart right now. Can Do you even recognize these offensive linemen? Do you know who Larry Burham is? Do you know who uh, <laughs> Sam Mustafer is? Like who? I don't even know who these people are starting on their offensive line. I think David Montgomery is one of the most overrated players in the NFL. Not because he's bad, but just because like he's so much better probably in fantasy than he is like an actual football player. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Quinn is right holding out, right? So it seems like there could be, uh, and if the Bears are smart, they should probably trade him because they're not going anywhere anyway. So, I mean, Rokon Smith's a nice player, but I'm looking at their roster uh, and Brisker was a good draft pick. I actually like that for them. They still have Eddie Jackson. But, I mean, you know, I don't think that's really carrying them to do much. Uh, Bears, I think, are in an interesting spot in that I don't even know if they're fully trying to, like, go all in and win as much as they're kind of taking, like, a Giants approach, maybe. Uh, or they're just clueless, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But also a first-year head coach, and I know you like your boy, boy uh, Eberflus, but uh, I'm not convinced. This is really difficult for me. Like, I, you know – 
at some point we need to do a show and maybe we'll do it in the next few weeks but like teams we kind of like that aren't our teams like the bears are in that camp for me um I, i'm a big nfl historian so i love the historical you know role that the bears have played uh for the last like 100 years obviously uh my dog's name is bear um my dad and i used to go to a cowboys road game every year the first one we ever went to was soldier field in 2014 and that was it was a thursday night game it was awesome it was december it was cold it was like exact i wanted the like environment to be you know like windy and cold and whatever and it was um i love matt eberflus you know what i mean like i i love everything about the story that's happening here but and i would love to see justin fields be awesome like i really do um i really do hope that all these things happen but it's just so hard to see it's impossible like i i just don't see the way um i think that they need too much help i do think also my last like you know please bears be good thing people love to say like the nfl is so much better when x team is good and they love to throw out the raiders for that like i don't know why the raiders became like the vogue pick for that i think the bears like the bears are like when the bears are good like i, I want bears packers to be a great rivalry like i there's a lot of primetime games in chicago or that they're a part of like i want those to be good they have really strong colors i wouldn't say like good but they're really like strong and, and like strong in base um but yeah man i mean it's it's tough like i will tell you um i've talked before about my madden franchise league that i have with my cousin and i run the bears darnell mooney's pretty valuable on, on my franchise team because he's pretty fast um and Tariq cohen who's obviously hurt and gonna miss the season is also very valuable uh but david montgomery's not not a madden just too slow but um uh, but yeah i mean like but like that, think about that like what i know you don't play fantasy but like what fantasy player would you want like who like who from the bears would you want on your fantasy team I guess Fields. That's it. Just no, the, <laughs> the running. I mean, not like high, but I mean, like if you're taking anyone, you're just hoping his rushing ability will give you something. I don't know. I haven't played fantasy in years. I'm out of touch. Um, maybe we get uh, an SB Nation NFL show fantasy league started up this year. I think we kind of need to do that for content reasons, and you can have a team, and we can make you have Justin Fields as your starting quarterback. Hmm. I also I... like he. He just, I would love to see that story like transpire. I really would. I also, I love Robert Quinn. I love Roquan Smith. Like, I love all these players and I love Eddie Jackson, but it just, again, like, it, it's not there. That, like, it's it's nothing but pizza in the box. Like, that's that's all this is. It's, it's nothing but pizza in the box. Um, okay. Uh, so I had the Bears one. So we, uh, and I had the Seahawks three. So you had the Bears three, the Seahawks one. So I'm assuming that we have the same team number two. Um, or we massively disagree on two different things. Are you ready? This is the last one. Like, with suspense. At number two? I had the Seahawks at number two. No, I thought you had them number one. No, I had them number one. Oh, what? Yeah. You had, so you have them one or two? You're saying that you have them at both the spots. I had the at two. I had the Bears at one. Oh, who was your three? The Panthers. Oh, you glossed over that. that that's why you confused me. You, mm. you, it sounded like you had the Seahawks at three and the Bears at two whatever okay so um you your top three then three is panthers two is seahawks one is bears Bears. okay so we agree on one because i have the bears at one um i have the seahawks three so then i had the panthers at six so i have one in my top 10 that you don't which lines up because you had the jaguars and i don't are you ready Mm -hmm. for my last one sure number two and i know i botched this with the seahawks thing the houston texans Mm. by way of the cleveland browns and I wow. hate talking about them, like, with, with, like because they don't deserve it. But it it does seem. I certainly hope that Deshaun Watson is is properly punished. Um, I mean, it, it seems like that has to happen. I, and I don't I don't know that I believe in the NFL's like legislative process. I don't know that you do either. Uh, but it, it just. I mean, you want to talk about bad vibes, and it, if he's suspended, like. I don't envision Baker really caring much about this situation. Like, I don't know if he's going to play for them. I don't know if he is traded or whatever. But, like, if it's Jacoby Brissett, like, you know, no offense to him. I do not believe in this. I, and they play in a super tough division. I mean, they've, you know, got to play the Dolphins. They've got to play the Chargers. I mean, like, it is – the vibes are bad. Uh, the vibes are very bad. I mean – it will it will not be good uh at one point this season the browns play the commanders like that's just like bad vibes galore um so i have the houston texans with the second overall pick by way of the browns so they need the browns yeah right and i had the texans themselves at seven so you know they have two top 10 picks i'd be pretty big for them uh i i think it's tough i was i was flirting with putting them in this bottom 10 obviously it's just hard to know because if watson if watson plays like half the season I'm pretty sure they're not going to finish in the bottom, or at least definitely not in the top five. Um, but you don't know. I have no idea right now. There isn't really a good gauge. 
And I do think the bad vibes are certainly worth noting. It's a weird juxtaposition between how bad the vibes are from the outside looking in and how much like, you know, Jadavion Clowney, for example, being like, I came to, I returned to Cleveland because Deshaun Watson came here and like how his teammates are kind of liking him. So it's a weird, bad thing to reconcile. Um, but yeah, I, I could see the Browns, you know, not having, I, I, it would be so fitting for them to just come into this and it would be like, wow, they sold their soul for this. And now they're paying their penance in this terrible disaster season. Like that's easy to envision that happening. Um, and to, like to everyone's point about the last time that Deshaun Watson played, it wasn't like, you know, the Texans were very good. They were picking very high still. So even somehow if he does play, it's not impossible that the Browns could still have a disaster season. We've seen that happen before. Um, but I, I do have the Bears still at number one. And I wanted to say the last thing on them is that I could really see people debating uh, in, in the offseason. Well, you can't. No, you can't take a quarterback at number one. You still have Justin Fields. and you should oh, The old Josh Rosen. Runner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be dumb to me, but I feel like that's kind of going to happen. Um, on the subject of when Deshaun Watson did last play football, do you remember the J.J. Watt quote from their final game in 2020? No. It was so forced. Um, they were, like, walking off the field, obviously, like, terrible season. And J.J. Watt, like, embraces Deshaun Watson and says, man, I'm so sorry that we wasted one of your years. Okay, J.J. <sighs> Thank you so much, J.J. Watt. Um, okay. Um, I feel pretty confident in my top 10. You feel pretty confident in your top 10. It's now time to bring in the incomparable Steven Serta, who had a cold brew this morning. He told me he doesn't believe in hot coffee, Steven. Uh, so a very interesting situation there. Steven, your favorite things we said, your least favorite, um, any random using that you had throughout the process? I, I do enjoy cold coffee. I don't like hot drinks. Uh, it's just not my thing. But okay. So I've been keeping track the entire show. I docked BLG some points for having Washington at 10. I feel like you're way too high on Washington. Mm. Uh, just that they're not going to be good. They got nothing going for them. Terry McLaurin doesn't want to be there. Love the way this is starting. Okay. It's just not, it, it's just not a good situation in Washington at all, but I docked RJ a few points because you're way too high on the Falcons. Falcons at number nine. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> insane. Biased. Um, mm-hmm. As BLG was saying, they're, they're just a horrible, horrible football team. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything. So I think they should have been, higher on the list and then rj i I feel like you're a little too high on the panthers i I don't love the panthers there i like where blg had them higher in the draft order at number three i would have picked the seahawks to be the worst team in football and have the number one overall pick because i think they're that bad and i have no faith in pete like i I think pete is just like to be fair and yeah like and, and retiring at this point but i do like the bears at number one you guys are both right the bears are absolutely terrible so i I think when it's all said and done i'm gonna give rj the vote just because of the mix-up in the picks that that made me (laughs) kind of scramble at the end here yeah that's that's really the deciding factor keeping you on your toes wow um this isn't monday football monday but i did win the mvp um basically um for friday football friday um triple f um wow i um i'm humbled steven thank you so much um i think you're wonderful and that you have eclectic taste and everything and i appreciate it so much um and i'm grateful for your presence um both on this show right now and on earth um so so thank you very much brandon um sucks to suck how do you feel as the loser i don't even deserve to talk anymore that's how Mm. i feel today um well uh i'll be back on monday these two dudes won't be here uh with michael peterson filling in for pete sweeney uh, wow. on monday football monday michael Get some peterson. chargers talk baby yeah so um it you will really be need very... to bring that up to him you really need to give him a chance to defend because you bring it up on every show about to how be very you... clear steven i don't know if you know this i don't hate the chargers i hate, I hate the chargers I, I hate their fans like i hate the like fan boys well, go at michael chargers. peterson no, Michael Peterson is an authentic Chargers fan. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with him. Like, I hate the bandwagon for the Chargers. Like, and I hate how people act like they're infallible. Like, they've never done anything wrong. Like, all Justin Herbert has ever done is like beautiful things. Like, it's stupid. They did lose again, Stephen. Let's close this out, Stephen. I contend that Carson Wentz gets so much heat for losing to the Raiders and the Jaguars and blowing the Colts' playoff chances. Justin Herbert, if we're putting that 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 blame on Carson Wentz, lost to the Texans and the Raiders. I mean, like, in and is arguably better. Like, I don't know why he doesn't get any sort of responsibility for this. I mean, because he's incredible and he makes incredible plays. I, I'm gonna put that on the roster, not on Justin Herbert. Steven, what the hell, man? I mean, like, I thought we're back, baby. Steven's um, on my side. Okay, it's time to leave. 
Um, Brandon, send us home with your favorite dish to order when it is exactly 71 degrees outside. And why? Go. Vodka rigatoni. Because you got to have that great sauce. Peace. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.